In this 10-minute tips episode, I'll give you ideas for how to price your digital product or service. You're listening to The Remote Work Retirement Show, the only show that helps semi-retirees figure out their remote work options. I believe that remote work is the new retirement plan and that many retirees have both the ability and desire to work how they want so they can live how they want. Let's dig into episode 26. Welcome back to this series all about turning your hobby into a side business or supplemental income. Now today we're going to talk about different ways to approach pricing. Now I can't tell you exactly what to price or how to price because this is a little bit of an art and a science. And you might be thinking, well, Camille, how can I actually price something when I don't know exactly what it is I'm doing yet? So let me back up and tell you that if you did the activity in episode 25, what I had you do was actually create the start of really like an outline for something, whether it's a service or a digital product. We'll get to that in a minute. I had you take a process of the thing you do for your hobby. I used an iPhone photography as an example and break it down into the top three to seven steps or phases or milestones. Now, I didn't expect you to walk away from that episode saying, aha, Eureka, I know what my digital product or service is. Okay. I did not expect that. So if you're feeling like, well, I don't know what it is yet, that's okay. You're not supposed to know. And this episode is going to give you some more information on how to make that decision. So again, I'm trying to help you avoid the traps that a lot of people get into, which is rushing out and thinking, I'm going to turn my hobby into a business and then I'm going to go price it and then I'm going to go sell it. Okay. What I want you to do now is I want you to hear some of the ways that people price different digital products and services, because it'll give you some more clarity around, okay, so now when I combine the steps of what I do with the ways I could price something, now that can give you some more insight into exactly what you want to turn this thing into, a digital product, a service, a consulting thing, a workshop, whatever. So here's how pricing tends to work. It Again, it's a bit of an art and a science. However, let me tell you some of the popular ways to price. And I'm going to do this through the example of the sewing lessons. Because if you go back to episode 24, I talk about how this whole thing started with Brandy and the sewing lessons. Now let's pretend for a minute that I wanted to teach myself how to sew. And I was willing to do that by going to something like YouTube and just watching a whole bunch of videos for free. Because some people say, Camille, why would I want to turn my hobby into an income, you know, side income or a business when people can learn things for free? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I'm never going to do that. I'm not, I don't have the discipline or the patience or the joy to go to YouTube and try to find the right videos and teach myself how to sew, right? I'm not going to like write down a list of things and go to the sewing store, join fabric, walk myself through the aisles, figure it all out on my own. I'm, that's not interesting to me. I want to get on the machine and sew. Okay. So there's the whole free model you've heard of, right? It's just like making free stuff. That has more to do with content you might create than your actual income side business. Now I'm not going to talk about content today, but I will in a future episode. Okay. So now we move into, let's say then I was more willing to teach myself how to do this on something like an ebook or a low cost video or taking a, a small class online for not a lot of money. This is where you can get into the pricing model where when you have something really simple, 
um, or self-study, like an ebook or a video series or a self-study course or a self-study workshop, then you tend to see prices in the lower ranges because the person still has to motivate themselves, right? Which again, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go read an ebook to learn how to sew. I'm not going to go to even paid videos where I have to teach myself because that's not where I'm at right now. Okay. But if I wanted to save some money, I might do that. And this is where the art comes in, right? You have to think about what, what do the people really want that you're willing to help? Maybe there are people out there who would love to buy an ebook from you or love to buy a small course or something from you where they just can do it on their own time and they don't really need your help. And maybe that's also a really good fit for you. And that's where some of the other episodes I have, like episodes 20 through 23, can be really helpful for you because it'll help you figure out, well, what is the model that works for you, not just for the people who you want to you know, sell your thing to, right? So these tend to be on the lower end of the pricing scale. You might see eBooks at the you know, $1.99, $4.99. You might see videos at the $9.99, maybe even the $29, $27, $47, kind of in that range. A little bit lower cost, but that's where you can maybe get into getting out to more people. So that's the kind of model where you have something that is based on quantity. You just have like a lot of quantity of sales coming in, but you're not doing a lot of support. Now you can think about some other models where maybe you do something live in a group workshop or group coaching. Maybe you charge a little bit more money there. Maybe you're getting into that more $97 one-time thing or $197 for a one-time thing. Maybe this is where that subscription model comes back into play. I mentioned this in an earlier episode. Maybe you have something you want to do on a monthly basis where if we take the sewing example, maybe every month there's a new pattern that gets released. And so now you have something that's more of a subscription-based where it might be lower cost, but it's uh, coming in every month and it's building up over time. I have a friend right now, I'll have her on the show, who runs an email marketing subscription model that's only $9 a month, but she's got like, I don't know, I think she's up to like 2,000 people now in this membership. So again, that's where you can get into maybe lower cost, but more people or more unit sales, right? Or maybe you get all the way into you want to work one-on-one, give someone all your time, always be available, always teach. Maybe you're charging by the hour. Maybe you're charging by the lesson. Maybe you're charging by the project. Now, Brandy, the person who is teaching me sewing, what she's doing is she's charging me by the hour and she's charging $35. Now, that's for me, that's great. I'm willing to pay $35. That doesn't break the bank. Is it good money for her? Well, I think it probably is when I think about she also works at Joanne Fabric, uh, works at a restaurant, and does cat sitting. I think $35 an hour for her right now is probably okay. Now, she's got way more potential than that, and I'm super excited about working with her on that potential because I definitely see that she could do more of a group model, group lessons, online lessons. She could do sewing events. She could sell sewing patterns for not a lot of money. So she will have different pricing tiers in her side business. I'm not going to get into pricing tiers with you today, 
but can certainly talk about that later. But this is where I really want you to think about when you go back to the steps that you just created and you think about how did these steps best fit? Do they fit in a book? Do they fit in a workshop? Do they fit in a video series? Do they fit as one-on-one lessons? Uh, Do they fit in some other way? And then you can go back to, all right, am I working at the lower end of the pricing spectrum? Am I working in a $9, $47, $49? Maybe it's a $97 thing. Maybe I want to do the monthly subscription thing. So I'm probably operating more in that nine to maybe $47 a month. Or maybe I want to do the full on lessons. I want to do six weeks, eight weeks of lessons. Maybe it's going to be a 90 day thing where you're coaching or consulting and now you're getting into Maybe you could even charge $1,000 or $2,000. The woman I mentioned in the earlier episode in this series, I think it was um, episode 24, that makes $300,000 a year teaching people cricket, she does that in a monthly subscription model where she does something once a month for her folks. She does it live on video, so there is a little bit of interaction, and she charges $47 a month. And as you can imagine, for a whole year, she's making about, you know, four or, I don't know, five, six hundred dollars per person in this membership. So this is how I want you to think about these things. Again, if you don't have total clarity yet, that's fine. We're not there yet. I'm just walking you down the path of different things you should consider as you move through the process of turning your hobby into either a side business or supplemental income. Okay. As always, if you have questions, reach out to me on Instagram, Camille.atel. By the way, I should mention that if you want some more support on ideas about a business or working remotely, I also have a free training. I'll mention that at the end of today's episode. And as always, there's a link inside of the show notes. All right. Have fun with this and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out my free remote work training where you can get more ideas and action steps for how to work with me on your remote work options. Go to camillatel.com slash remote-training, or you can find the link in the show notes.